Life from the Well is sponsored by Scratch Distillery. Located in Edmonds, Washington, Scratch Distillery crafts delicious spirits from scratch. Every batch is made by hand from local non-GMO organic grains. Head on over to Edmonds and taste the natural, delicious flavors for yourself. If you have an itch for a cocktail, go scratch it. Hi guys, and welcome to Life from the Well. My name's Joey, and I'll be your bartender and host. This is the podcast that brings you behind-the-scenes service industry stories and in-depth cocktail profiles. Thank you for joining us, and enjoy the show. This episode from Life from the Well is served handcrafted by Barfly Mixology Gear, a line of essential tools for mixologists. Life from the Well. And joining us today is Shannon Thompson. She's a fellow bartender, and she has a lot of stories to bring to the show. I'm really excited to get talking to her. Shannon, welcome to the show. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So to get started off, let's... um, why don't you tell everybody kind of um, what you do in the service industry, like what, what brought you into it and, and uh, kind of the beginnings of everything. Okay. So I have been a bartender, bar manager, server, pretty much everything in a bar uh, since 2002. Uh, and from the Midwest. So you only have to be 18 to be behind the bar there. They don't have like board or anything like that they have pretty much no liquor laws except for two o'clock which really really means like 4 a.m there um so i started there uh i got a waitressing job just while still in high school and then started bartending right out of high school and so far it's you know i've been doing it ever since then uh paid for law school so um i moved out to the midwest or to the pacific northwest about nine years ago um, to get to do uh, my lottery and um, I I don't know 18 years I think I've been doing it now Mm -hmm. Um, so right now I bartend at two little uh, one local kind of bar and then one sports bar Mm -hmm. uh, which is the COVID area the new COVID era is different, right? Yeah, I was going to say, what's that, what's that like um, during COVID? I work at a couple places, but it doesn't really feel like bartending right now. It just kind of feels like I'm a cashier. Right, exactly. So um, one of the bars that I work at is only outdoor seating and to-go food right now. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we're going to open inside soon because right now I just feel like a cashier, not a bartender. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe I'll get some beer to go, but... It's not a lot. The other bar that I work at, I actually, it does feel like bartending because they're already open inside, but it's like a, you know, it's, it was something I picked up just to get through COVID, you mm-hmm. know, not somewhere that I probably work after. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because right now everybody's hours are cut. So I went from working 40 hours a week behind the bar to working 10 at my normal job. So I'm, you know, yeah, I'm, mine, mine completely shut down. So yeah, I feel you <laughs> up until, so we just opened about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were closed almost seven months. Yeah, man, that's rough. Yeah. And unemployment, we all know is a shit show. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, that was, I, that was my, I think once the, the, the little bonus that we were getting through the summer ran out, that was kind of my, 
my yeah. my uh, signal to get my button gear and get back to work. <laughs> because I can live off twelve hundred bucks a week, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's kind of like working three, four shifts a week in the bar. Yeah. But I cannot live off five or six hundred a week. That's <laughs> you know. So it was mine too. It's my. I mean, I could have filed for the extension, but I was like, why? I need mm -hmm. you. Know, so we had a work meeting, and I'm like, we need to go back to work. So we opened, and that was cool. I mean. It's nothing like it was before, but yeah. now we get to lease masks and distancing and, you know, that's even funner. <laughs> Gloves and extra cleaning. Right. right. And I have to look at people that are sitting on the patio like, seriously, like, stop fucking moving the tables around. Yeah. Groups of five or smaller. <laughs> That's been a hard time for us too. One of the places I work at, we have the patio and, and well, we have outdoor seating at both of my restaurants. One of them, they only seat up to four. And so people can't sit more people at those tables. But right. the other one, we have a huge picnic table where you can fit like 20 people. And we try to put a barrier in between so people don't sit next to each other, but then they just move the barrier and sit there anyway. So you're like, come on guys. Like, right. Well, right. if like the health control drove by right now, we'd be in trouble and you right. guys are dicks. But. Right. Right. Or they just start walking around without a mask on. I'm like, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, I know it's, it's not normal. It's all new behavior that we all have to relearn, but it's, it's that, but you know, that, I guess in that, in that case, just don't be a dick about it when we try to correct you, you know, we're, right. we're all learning here. Right. Right. I seen this thing online um, of a, on our bartenders page where this, somebody wrote like, if I didn't have to wear my mask, I would have tipped. It's like, Oh yeah. Nope. Yeah, I've seen that too. It's like that's just that's not true though, because that just sounds like someone's looking for an excuse not to not to right. tip. Like, you can't get yep. mad at at a restaurant when all of the restaurants are enforcing that rule. Like, right? <laughs> it's your fault though. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, you're, you're always you're the you're the closest per you're the person that has to enforce the law. So you're the one that that right. people get mad at because right. you know, unless you're running the place, nobody. Mm -hmm. Oh, we do it. We just got to figure it out. <laughs> So I hope that, you know, our industry can make it through this. I don't, I mean, I went, like I got a college education, bartending paid for that, but I don't, I'm not ready to give it up. Yeah. <laughs> I went well, to law school and I thought I'd love it. And, and then I got a, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in debt and was like, I just like slinging drinks. Mm -hmm. There's a big fulfillment in, in serving people, you know, and working in the industry, you know, you, you, you. <laughs> For one, you have that service to others, which I think you don't find in a lot of other industries, right? And so there's, there's, oh, you're always giving of yourself to like make other people's day better, and there's, there's a real fulfillment in that, outside of just the, the, the money. You know, there, there's, right. there's something that it gives us that a lot of other things don't. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and that's kind of been some of the suck of, of, you know, of quarantine, you know, too, is, is, is losing that on a daily basis. Right. <clears throat> um, regulars your coworkers become mm -hmm. like because you spend more time with them sometimes than you do your own family well yeah i mean you spend holidays with them right you know they, right. they, they become your family to an extent i um, like days though is that but, weird i like working holidays. like i don't like working christmas day but i love working christmas eve i'll work that every year christmas eve was fun i used to love i used to love working thanksgiving um it's because it I I always worked at a good restaurant, and so and we would get we would get dinner afterwards. And so if right. I was single and you know single bachelor living on my own, 
you know, I could go to grandma's house and get some dried turkey at the end of the day, or I could take home like a chef prepared Thanksgiving meal, which was pretty great. Right. (laughs) See grandma at Christmas. It's all good. Uh, (laughs) I'm lucky. My family's all 2,500 miles away. So I have have to get on a plane. So it's COVID. I don't have to go. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned uh, bartending uh, kind of all over the place. What, what, where on the map has it taken you? So, I mean, um, I've done Seattle, you know, Washington. Um, I bartended in Michigan, um, bartended in Illinois. So I just kind of, you know, yeah, then all different places. Um, I mean, that's what that, that's that, that's just the testament, right? That it's one of those yeah. things that, that you, yeah. As long as you're good with people and you don't mind, you know, you don't mind sitting down and bullshitting for a couple hours with random strangers, you can go stand in a room and give them booze. Right. And I, I don't know, it's just always kind of came pretty easy. Like I can, I don't take a lot of training, right. I can just kind of step in and Mm -hmm. I mean, usually can size up a bar pretty quick. Mm -hmm. You know, it's pretty the same. I mean, you have to, once you've been a bartender for the better part of two decades, you know, (laughs) All of the systems, you know, micros, oh, yeah. uh, uh, toast, what other ones are there? You know what I mean? Like, Aloha. Right. Yeah. Toast, uh, micro. Toast right now, actually. We just started using that at one of my places. It's <laughs> nah. Right. It's, it's all right. I like the handheld version. And uh, I think toast right. gives the option of Apple Pay, which is nice. Yeah, that is nice. Toast did that. Yeah, no, they didn't. Uh-uh. But um, so I, you know, like I said, I started in Michigan and I kind of just, um, there was sometimes, I mean, I stayed in Chicago for maybe like six months and bartended, mm-hmm. you know, just, it kind of took me different places when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, you in independence though, it's something you can lean on where you don't have yeah. to necessarily, yeah, you, you know, you, you always have a job. And it's, it's, here's the other thing. It's like, when you get into a different field, you got to like, train to do the field train in that field and work your way up and when you're a bartender you can like step in and you know just start making money mm-hmm. that's the, I mean one of the appeals of it to me you know somebody starts a job they gotta wait a month before they get a paycheck and I'm making you know within a couple of days of training I'm making cash already yeah, yeah so within a but, week, typically. <laughs> right but there's negatives with that too like I don't have a 401k or health insurance you know mm-hmm. I mean I, now but you know what i'm saying those things don't just come so we have well, to yeah, something you really have to fight for right. along the way to even have a you're 10 years bartending you're just like not used to the amount of money that you're making so you're just blown yeah you're just blown. <laughs> have nothing to show for you know those 10 years you probably made 100 grand and you get nothing to show for it. yeah well it's because you get it in <laughs> increments every night that's right. the problem right right absolutely <laughs> And then you go out. Isn't real money. Right, right. And with the check, you got to wait, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, going out after I- work. One of my friends used to have a joke that none of us ever made any money. We just gave each other, there was just $500 that we just gave each other, like in the group. <laughs> just, it just cycled around the group because we all would just go to each other's bars and tip each other. Right, <laughs> right, right. And you can always tell who's the bartender, too, because they'll tip 100% on their bill, yeah. you know? And you're like, thanks. <laughs> you're like, what just happened? Right, right. Thank you. Right, right. thank you. <laughs> so yeah I but you know I think Washington is my favorite 
Um, just because there's so much freelance work, so much opportunity. Also, I'm used to making two dollars and sixty-five cents an hour bartending. So yeah, that minimum wage is a little nicer, huh? I, I got my first paycheck here about you know when I first moved here, and I was like, holy shit! I think they, I think this is wrong. I'm not <laughs> sure because they said minimum. You know, mm -hmm. when I hired, and I'm thinking minimum like in the Midwest, like yeah. oh, thank you for your two dollars. Yeah. That's I'd get zeroed out paychecks because they take taxes out of two dollars. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. But it was a learning curve when I got here because I had I never had to have a liquor health card. No yeah. of the none of the states I've bartended in required that. There was yeah. no liquor board. There was gotta take a class once every what three years, I think it is. Easy. I mean it was a joke, but mm -hmm. it was just, you know, new to me. Yeah, it's so. just to update you on those new laws too. And they started adding it's funny, I just took it since COVID started. It was the first time I think I've taken it since they added a bunch of stuff about the cannabis. Laws. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they had all the all the greening out warnings. I think they called it when when someone comes in high on marijuana and then has a beer. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> they have the dumbest. Have you ever did the tips training? Mm -hmm. I've yeah. done that. That they like yeah, have that the, was the last one I did. Watch where they're like, oh, somebody comes in the drunk or into the bar intoxicated, and you're like when the fuck was this movie made? Like, <laughs> when was this made? It's yeah. like when you watch the sex ed videos in school from the 70s. Yeah, it's a, I think it's the same actors that right. did both <laughs> movies. They were just, they just had the studio for a day and they decided to crank right. out a bunch of shitty films that right. weren't so fun. Sex ed and tips. <laughs> <laughs> and bartending training. <laughs> They're like, like, if we can't get them on the sex ed, we're gonna at least teach them how to bartend responsibly. Right, right. Now, indeed, does if you're applying for like bartending jobs, they'll send you those like quizzes, you mm -hmm. know, the, on the Indeed. And uh, I, I think uh, maybe like two months ago when I was applying for a second job, I was like, okay, I gotta take this like, and it's asking me the randomest shit, like the questions that like, I don't know, I haven't made a fucking Tom Collins in 15 years, you know. I'm as gin, I, I think. I got right? experts, so that's fine. Yeah, it, it's gin and um, mm -hmm. well, there was in uh, sugar and soda water. I think. Soda. We used to do yeah. just. I do a half sweet and sour, half soda kind of thing. Oh, right. It was Collins, or or there was Collins. Collins mix on the gun, which was just carbonated sweet and sour. Like that was the old one that we had for a while. Yeah, that, that you never wanted that like that that store bought sweet and sour. You always just want to make it. Right, I bartended for like a week at this place and I quit because it was terrible, but they had liquor on the gun. I was oh, like- I worked at one place like that for a little while, yeah, it was- Well, this is disgusting. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you push a button and it's like, just gives right. you a little- And then you're like hoping like, if I hit this one more time, it's for liquor count, right, I think. Mm -hmm. But it's like, nobody's gonna come back if you pre-pour a one-out shot. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not the stadium, okay? Yeah, that's that's like the ultimate control freak management kind of thing. Yeah, that the, right. was born in Utah or some bullshit, you know. It's like I've had, pretty much, I mean, I've had some crazy ass bosses throughout the years, like mm -hmm. crazy. But um, usually, if I start a new place and within a week I got to hear about like I'm watching the cameras, I'm like I'm not working here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I just. You don't want to work for someone like that because they're just waiting for you to do, they're waiting for you to steal from them, which means they're always going to be watching you and, and 
and accusing you of it. Right, which I don't want to deal with that. No. Like you should be able to look at somebody's sales, okay? And, yeah. and they're doing their job. Also, I mean, your bartender should be someone you trust because they have their hands in a lot of things, you know, money, alcohol, customers, you know, their, their food, like you need to trust that person. So they're the face of your company. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's arguably the most important person you're going to hire is, is the bartender. Not, not for my own hubris, but that's just after watching restaurants work and being that function, being that, that cog in the restaurant, like you're like, oh, if I wasn't here, this place would be crumbling Shit. right now not me but just like a bartender if there wasn't someone in this role like you know none of this would be happening but i you know some owners i i've encountered some people in that industry that you know think that bartenders are a dime a dozen but i mm -hmm. you know i mean just like i've interviewed people or worked with people and i'm like where have you worked before you know like not i think that everybody just assumes that they can bartender serve and it's mm -hmm. i just you know, well, that's, think, the, that's the downside to what we were talking about a minute ago, right? The fact that you can get a job anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the, fact, the fact that we can get a job anywhere makes a lot right. of other people think that they can get a job anywhere doing what we do because we say we can get a job anywhere. Right. You know, and you're like, well, there's skill involved. Like, it's just not something that you learn in school. It's something that I want to say you're born with, but part of it is like there's, there's, this, there's this social thing in your head. You have to kind of love like people to a certain right. extent. But then, but then there's just the, the, you know, years of getting beat up by the, right. by the industry. <laughs> oh, I've had that. Oh yeah. I've had that. Same. I've had my Same. first bartending gig. Um, I worked at an Irish bar in the Midwest and it, um, it, you know, it broke me right in. I, <laughs> that's the, when I had, um, a uh, regular sit at the bar all day and his wife came in and took, we still had smoking in the bar at that time. Mm -hmm. And she like threw the sick ashtray at me, uh. her pocket at me. I'm like, is that my fucking fault? Your husband is a drunk. And I'm, then I had to walk him out and be like, listen, you cannot be doing this in the middle of a Saturday night dealing with your wife. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, I can do a lot of things, but not that. Yeah. Also, I don't, I mean, you're, you're going to throw an ashtray and change at me. I mean, that hurt. It just pissed me off when I was sweeping it up at the end of the night, you know? <laughs> I mean, I've had a, that boss. It was just, that place was a shit show. Mm -hmm. My boss was this older lady who called, we called her mama and she'd walk around with the Jaeger bomb in her coffee cup. And she said it was her tea. Right, so you can imagine how those fucking shifts went. Nothing ever went well after after drinking consistent Jaeger bombs. I feel like no, and it was cool then, right? Because that's when Monster first came out, and <laughs> yeah. Edible first came out, and mm -hmm. everybody's going nuts because energy drinks made alcohol right. like something new with a punch. You know, yeah. <laughs> you could keep drinking <laughs> like fucking oh. head hurt. That, that's blackout <laughs> for you. That's like. I drink vodka Red Bulls, or when I drink vodka Red Bulls, I didn't. I'd wake up like, well, at least I got my purse. Yeah. Got my yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a lot. Usually, usually more happens in the night than you have recollection of. I feel like when that. Oh, absolutely. Or when you text and you're like, I always look at my phone like, oh, <laughs> what did I do? Yeah. It was like, oh, please, people. please say I didn't go online. Yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, you got to think this is before Facebook and social mm -hmm. media 
eight when I first started bartending. Yeah. So it's like I did T9 text a motherfucker, you know? Oh, yeah. You got to hit all those letters. <laughs> I, well, I remember like, so early 2000s bartending and uh, going going home, getting drunk, and then, and then dialing up and then going online and having conversations. Um, that was a lot of effort that went into that too because <laughs> you had to go home and log on. But the... Right. the there were definitely some drunk MySpace conversations from back in the day. Oh yeah. Did, how was the crowd for the Seahawks game at a sports bar during COVID and smoke? Uh, it was actually good. Was it good? Yeah. <laughs> well, people, that's the thing is people were trying to get out of their house too. Cause especially with the smoke, you know, it's been. I mean, for a morning shift, you know, it was not like I was making 500 bucks, but mm. it was, you know, it was still decent. It was yeah. funny. Yeah. It was the early game too, huh? Right, right. So yeah, I mean, some people show up for breakfast, some people not. You know. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about you know sports happening right now. So it's weird. It's weird right. that even just like the 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 pumped in sound and like the right. everything, everybody trying to pretend that ev that life is normal right now is there's right. something about that bothers me. No, me too. And you know. I love I love to watch football. I love to bartend sporting events. It makes mm. us money, but I just think that it's like I can't sit inside a restaurant, but you can go to a game. Like it just doesn't make sense. Oh, there's well, the only stadium that let fans in was Jacksonville. No, uh, they also had fans in Kansas City as well. Oh, in Kansas City, really? Huh. Yep, I watched the um, Kansas City game, mm -hmm. and they had uh, fans in the stadium as well. Yeah. Thursday. Thursday. But Thursday, right? Yeah. 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 Played, uh, I was like, Houston. I was like, oh, we only have like 16,000 out of a, you know, 70,000. I'm like, 16,000 too many people. Yeah. It's still a possible super spreader event of those 16,000 people. You can have 5,000 people in a Walmart, but my bar can't be open, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't even know. Because I mean, like, Bar bars are tricky too, though, right? Because we've seen as soon as somebody gets two drinks in them, they 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 leave their mask down and they start wandering. And I had somebody say to me like, "Oh, COVID only comes out after 10 p.m." And I said, "I mean, I understand it because people go out to dinner and have a drink. You know, that's one thing. But people mm -hmm. go to get fucked up later at night. And people get drunker between 10 and two than absolutely. they do before 10. Right? Absolutely. So, and then they don't." wear the mask mm -hmm. they're like breathing on the next person not six feet away you know i should so. say between 12 and 2 but you give them that two hour right. Is right. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> right shit gets weird at those times it does yeah after midnight yeah just go home <laughs> but yeah. yeah now you don't have to worry about it but also right. like but now people are changing the time though i had drunk couple making out at like six o'clock at night i'm like jeez yeah well people are adjusting right they're gonna right. adjust they're getting day drunk they're, they're just mad because we changed the time but the, the alcoholics are still gonna find their time they're just gonna drink like crazy right up until nine o'clock so right. now it's gonna be the seven to nine o'clock hour that we're gonna have to right Half, you know right after happy hour yeah <laughs> not not that happy hour happens anymore no no not really it's, no it's just kind of Bars are uh, people, you know, they're like, we can't give you specials. We can't even pay our employees. <laughs> yeah, I actually had someone come in the other day and they were at, because our company used to do a free slice of coconut pie for your birthday. Yeah. Tom Douglas is known for his coconut pie. And so, some guy came in, he's like, hey, can we still get the, do we still get the coconut, the free coconut pie for our birthday? And I was like, no, man, like, 
since COVID, we've kind of done away with promotions and we're just trying to survive. Right, absolutely. We're just trying and, to pay the electric bill. Yeah, and you still got the people that are like, that, 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 I know we, we opened and they're like, oh, thank God you're open again, 0% tip. And you're like, what right. the fuck? Like, well, we're not going to tip you because it's counter service or we call or in. It's like, a to go this. order, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, well, that that's kind of. Well, then I, I won't take your order right. I also won't put napkins in there or sides. <laughs> Oh, you want that, but like, it's still mm, going to cost extra. It still sucks, man. It sucks. Because <laughs> because it's all these people who who could be on unemployment, you know. But we're trying to work. We're trying to keep the industry alive. Right. And then you have people that are just t you know taking that for granted. That's a little. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it, the also, I mean, that whole ar argument too, like about I like my family from the Midwest. So mm -hmm. Republicans, right? So I had to, um, you know, they post stuff online about like us getting extra 600 and I like tried not to bitch my family out. Like, you understand that, you know, this is not anywhere near what we were making and it's not our fault. And it and, wasn't forever. It was for a couple no, of months. Like, and how about you don't blame the, you know, the blue collar people that are working for why you're making minimum wage during a pandemic, right? That's mm -hmm. not my problem. It's definitely gonna, you know, you should be more mad at, I don't know, the billionaires that seen the greatest wealth increase during the coronavirus. Maybe you should yes. be mad at people. The ones that are profiting off of all of this, not right, the ones absolutely. that are struggling to pay right. their rent. Jeff Bezos and such, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, you know. The, it, companies. It, we really just need people to start paying attention to, you know, those kind of trends too though I mean, it, it, it's, don't yeah, don't let right. people tell you what to be mad at you know if you're gonna be right. being mad is such a precious thing that, that you should be really careful with anyways right we're just like you don't want to run around and be mad all the time so if you're gonna be mad at something be selective with it you know and and, right. and use that energy to create difference and good if you can right. i mean yeah there's been so much negative negativity i think just because everybody you know so much going on right now mm-hmm there's a lot of there's a lot of fear being dumped into the media too because there's right. a lot of scary things and it's easy to it's easy to get lost in that but you know right. that i always like to think about um that mr rogers quote <laughs> i go to mr rogers because he, he he helped raise me um and but you know he talked about um in times of turmoil and 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 tragedy and and suffering you know focus on the people that are that are helping, you know, look for the helpers. There's always, no matter what is happening, bad in the world, there's always a response to it, and there's always people that are that are going to be there and doing good. And and uh, you know, wh wherever you put your focus is where your energy is going to follow. You know, if you're if you're focused on the fear and the anger and everything, it's just going to build that inside of you, right? But if you're looking for the people that are helping and you want to make a difference and you want good things to happen, then then it takes more energy for sure, but that's also, um, you know, it, it's, it's an investment of, of your, of your time to. Right. I mean, I just, um, I agree. Absolutely. I think that part of the issue that what's happening right now is just the, the unknown, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, people are, you know, especially our industry, we have no idea what's going to happen. Tomorrow. But we, we should also thrive in that because that's kind of, 
that's kind of one of the best things about our industry is the unknown. I mean, every night is it has has its own right feel by its own element to that, right? right. Where where right. we 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 in the service industry have kind of become uh, that's that's almost where we thrive. I feel like it is it's just when when chaos and shit hits the fan and and that's my favorite. On. Yeah, that's my yeah, favorite so, time. When you're so busy, you have to hold your pee for two hours while you're making mm-hmm. cocktails because your balls to the wall slammed. And yep. then at the end of the night, you're like, damn, that seven hours went by fast. <laughs> you know? And I made 500 bucks. Yeah, I know. All I was focused you, on was doing my what? job right. So no matter how scary the end of the night looked, I got to it and I made money. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, and I don't know. I think that when you're working in a bar, I mean, it used to always just be about money for me. Like, mm-hmm. I'd deal with asshole owners if I made a bunch of money, you know? Sure. And now as I get older, it's not like that. It's like, I want to like my boss and my coworkers, mm-hmm. and that's important to me. Yeah. And when I was young, I would pump out drinks at a club or, you know, whatever. And now I- But now you have, now you have like the, now you have the skill and experience to be more selective too though, right? Right, right, right. And I don't, I don't ever want to work at a club again. <laughs> Name. I think I'm permanently deaf, yeah. like in one ear, you know, and mm-hmm. I couldn't do it right now. Like, think about this, working in a packed bar, doing live music, you can barely hear. Then you put a fucking mask on. Yeah. They're going to be like, Yeah, I mean, the that? only way you, you used to just read lips huh? to make drinks anyways, right? Right. Absolutely. You're like, uh, you're like, what oh, man, <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? They got their mm-hmm. hands in the air, waving around, you know, how many drinks they're getting. They're just going to have to write their drink order on their mask now. <laughs> right. Because uh, I, my hearing shitty from, you know, working in bars for years and the music always being at a level 1,000. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then um, 10, people, 10 notches know, past hearing loss. <laughs> right. And you can't hear shit when I'm wearing a mask. And mm-hmm. I'm a loud talker, you know. Yeah. And when I wear the mask, they're like, because you're like, trying not to yell and suck in the masks, right? <laughs> but you don't want to pull the shit down either. Dude, mm-hmm. I found this thing on Amazon. It looks like a it looks like a butthole kind of, but it goes over your your mouth and it makes it so you don't suck your mask. Oh, in. it keeps it from Yeah. <laughs> so That's I ordered weird. it. So mm-hmm. to be continued. I've seen <laughs> I'll get back to us on that. <laughs> the shields, have you seen the shields that are people are wearing? The face shields? Yeah. I think those uh, are kind of cool, but but I thought you still have to wear a mask with it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, so that's one of the standards in our uh, in our company. Dishwashers are now required to wear a mask with a face shield because the <laughs> face shield keeps the water off the mask. Right, they're mm-hmm. not wearing a mask; they're just wearing the shield in place of it. Mm. Well, that's one of the things I think they were they were suggesting for people who were scared of wearing masks or or had that like. I can't breathe when I'm wearing a mask kind of thing. Like if you can't wear a mask, wear a face shield then. Like just cover your face in one way or another. Well, I think some people are doing it to make excuses. Yeah. I think it, as long as they're covering their face to a certain extent. I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't I'm care. If, as long as they got their mouth and their nose covered, my, I don't my, care. My big issue is when they come in wearing their mask and they right. go, hey, excuse me. And they pull yeah, their mask down to talk to you. And you're like, what are you that's, doing? That's fucking pointless. I know. You already spread your shit. Right. Right. Have you yeah. gotten any of the, um, I can't wear my mask because it's a health concern? Yeah, I got a guy that said he had a heart condition and we just told him, like he was there with his wife and they were both elderly um, and obviously wasn't, but 
we're just like, cool, go wait on the patio and your wife can right. go to food. You know, we're, right. And you she was, she was actually really, accommodate. She was our big ally in that too, like where she was like, go outside and sit down. She was yelling at him. So we didn't have to. <laughs> oh, great. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Because they get yeah. really mad. Mm -hmm. I've been called a socialist. Yeah. Because I, you know, and I'm like, well, you say that like it's a bad thing. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean. Right. It doesn't hurt my feelings the way you think it would. No, uh, I know. Whenever somebody calls me liberal as a slur, I post like that JFK speech about like, have you ever heard JFK's speech about being a liberal? Says know. it. Yeah. It's good. You should read it. Uh, look into that. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, it's funny. Keep so um, it's been a, I mean, that's the only thing I think that I don't really like about working at a dive bar is I have to tell, you know, I don't like to tell my political anything, anything, you know what I mean yeah. about my. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, the bartenders, the bartenders have always been the, the no politics, no religion right. character of, of the, of the, but it's hard right now because every other word there, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Well, everybody's trying to start a fight too. I mean, you can't enforce a rule without creating a problem. Right. Every you know, time. It, it's, it's, it's to the point now where, where as a society, we've agreed that wearing a face mask and social distance, as, as, I should say as a species, because if you look at other countries that are, that are handling no problem, yeah. all, this is what right. they're doing. And so our attempt is to, I'm, I'm looking at the countries that are doing it well and handling it well. What are they doing? They're wearing a face mask and social distancing. Right. So, and then I look at my industry. What's the healthy way for my industry to open? What's the only way for us to reopen? We're in right. face masks and social distancing. So we're doing right. what we have to do to be there. Like, and right. now you're now, and, and then people are coming in and now we have to actually enforce the face mask rule, which is something that is very out of character for social industry, for service industry people, right? Because before the only thing we had to enforce, well, was the age limit on drinking and then right. like over intoxication. Right. So but one, everything in between was fair game. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't something up for debate. It was, right. it was, this is the rule. Like you have right. to be this old and you can't get this drunk. Like right. if, you, if you're under this age and over this drunk, you gotta leave. And, right. but now we have, we have to enforce face masks with the same kind of intensity uh, as like carding people. Right, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's, so, but, but that's got politically, politi uh, it's got politics tied to it. And so right. you're getting all the anger and frustration where you're, right. you're not even being political either. You're just, you're like, I'm doing my job, you guys. Like, right. are, you, are, you, are you happy that you're here and you're ordering from me? Like, then you need right. to wear this. Like, that's just the new social agreement. Well, uh, one of my jobs um, is in a little bit nicer area. So mm -hmm. that, they, I don't even have to worry about it. You know what I mean? The people yeah. are very respectful. The other one, um, we enforce it, you know, but um, I have to say it more. Sure. You know what I mean? Just because, I mean, I had a guy come in the other night who was like, seen the sign. I'm not wearing my fucking mask. Like, but, and I, and I'm like standing by the stage and I'm like, great. <laughs> I can already see how this asshole is going to be. Here and we I go. said, I said, you gotta put your face mask on, look. Or you know what, you go stand outside on mm -hmm. the patio, right? And had let them be in there. And it was his son's 21st birthday and he kept apologizing, like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. The son was, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, he ended up going, ordering the drinks, going outside, demanding to pay for it, right? You know? Mm -hmm. um, Just being that guy. But, 
Yeah, he's being definitely being that dude. He's being that dude. And his, the funniest part is that his son was it was his son's twenty first birthday, not his. Mm-hmm. But he was. His son was well behaved. That's funny. Well, I mean, that's that's this new generation too, right? Is that I feel like the kids are growing up so much more mature than they have right. like, over the last you know, any generation right. before them. You know, they're yeah. they're forced to deal with so much more reality at such a younger age. Right. I think I, I you know, especially right now, I just don't argue i'm just trying not to argue with people you know what mm-hmm. i mean i, I mean the, i think the, that's, that's the argument is never a good right, try to you know make it like i know like i look at i hate wearing the fucking mask too like, <laughs> i feel your pain i'm right. sweating balls right here mm-hmm. and i gotta wear it so you know it's not it's not my fault uh there's eyes in the sky you know what i mean i just put it to them like that so that mm-hmm. you know if, yeah. Well, you, you gotta, that way you get on their side a little bit too, right? You're like, look, we're all people here. We're all just trying right. to live. Like, right. I know you're mad about something that you saw in your TV or your computer, but now right. you're in the real world where we right. all have to interact and be polite right. to each other. You can't it's just not, be a It's not social media. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, people are forgetting yeah. their, their courtesies, you know, but, but, but they also find it real quick too. As long as you don't, that's like you said, as long as you don't argue with them, as long as you don't lose your temper, if you don't react in a negative way. Um, I mean, that's, I that's always doing a positive thing though. I think, it, I mean, it's making everybody aware because let's be honest, like pre COVID people didn't wash their hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, totally. you know, you'd go be as the bartender run into the bathroom real quick and watch three people walk past you and you're like, <laughs> I got a glass they just touched. Like, yeah. oh, you want some? Here's here. Put some hand sanitizer. You know now. No, we're washing our hands like ten, like a hundred right. times a night. But right, yeah, it, right. It's I mean, we were doing that pre-COVID, right? So, mm-hmm. um, it's yeah. just nice now that everybody else is. Totally, I absolutely agree. And honestly, I think people are probably flossing more now um, that they've got it with those masks. You know, it makes your breath smell better. People like oral care. Like dentists gotta, have to right. be thrilled. With, right, with, because uh, people results. gotta smell their own shitty breath right now. Exactly. You don't wanna, you don't wanna smell your own shitty breath all day. You gotta no. make it smell good. <laughs> also, fun fact: if your face is getting really hot in the middle of a shift and it's just one yeah. of those fucking shitty days, put an ice cube in your mouth and oh, and just kind of just kind of breathe the ice cube out. Maybe like those cold air your face. Hmm? Like the masks makes me break out. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've been like, I if my beard gets any longer than when I this, work a shift. I stopped putting makeup on because I'm like, what the fuck's the point? Right. Just, Ends up on my mask. Yeah. All you can see is my eyes. And it's like the blind leading the blind because I can't see, I can't wear my glasses when I wear my mask because it fogs up. up. Yep. So I'm like looking at the fucking computer, trying to push <laughs> the buttons. Like, God, it's funny. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But right. you know, it's, it's, and that's the thing is like, but we're trying, but we're making it work and we're wearing our masks trying to figure this shit out. You know, we're not right. just screaming at people because we don't want to, you know. Right. It's <laughs> our favorite solutions. thing to do. <laughs> but that's also services. Well, service industry people, you know, we, we do what we're told, but then we also find ways to work with it, you know. And so then right. people are coming out with innovative masks, you know, they have the wires or the, the I saw one that has like an inner, inner like moisture wicking thing. Or so, I mean, masks themselves have. The technology has, has, has gone nuts over the last... I've seen a post years. online, though, of a... i seen... It's so funny. at a bar around here with the girls were wearing masks, but they were, like, mesh. Oh, like, yeah. I saw a guy in a mesh mask that? the other day. Yeah. I was like, what the, what the fuck point does that serve? Yeah. yeah. You might as well just have, like, uh, your hand over it. It's like, it's like uh, you know, the mask, but stripper edition. 
Yeah, I saw I saw a guy with a sheer lace yeah. one on his face the other day. He's like, dude, I can see your lips. Like this is right. <laughs> right. This is defeating the purpose. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, hey, let's um let's jump into our cocktail real quick because I think okay. it's probably a good time for that. Yes. Um, sweet. So you mentioned the sidecar in your in your uh, yes. pre-show uh, form, and that's Inter what we haven't done yet, and it's super fun yeah. because um, the sidecar actually has a really. It had a fun. I, it was fun to research the history on it, and I like the drink, anyways. Um, oh, it's, yeah, and it's good, and it's cool. I mean, mm -hmm. um, I don't make them here as much as I did in the Midwest. Midwest, you make a lot of older cocktails, like mm -hmm. you know, like a Singapore Sling and a Grasshopper, yeah. and a, you know, just old drinks. Those old that, country club cocktails. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah. You know. But the so the sidecar is fun because they, they said the exact origin of it is unclear. This is the beginning of the Wikipedia yeah. post, but I have a bunch up here. So the beginning okay. of the origin they say is unclear. They think it was invented uh, at the end of World War II, either in London or Paris. Um, the drink was named uh, for the motorcycle attachment, which was very commonly used back then. Um, one recipe, I think the Paris recipe, has it as um, Harry. McElhone is his name. He wrote a book called ABC of Mixing Cocktail. Um, and in his book, he cites the inventor Pat McGarry. And he was a bartender at the popular bartender at the Bucks Club London. But in later editions, he cites himself because he owned the Bucks Club. And so initially he gave the bartender credit, but then he tried to take credit. And this is in 1922. Um, so he stated. Taken off. Yeah, so it got popular. So then he's like, "Oh well, I want, I, I want credit for this." This is basically how I'm seeing it, um, yeah. and it became very popular in France. Um, and it was introduced in London um, by an army captain. They, or no, sorry, they they say they credit the invention of the drink to an army captain in Paris during World War One and named the motor named the drink after the motorcycle sidecar that he used. Okay. Um, However, I did a little more deep diving of the drink. And so this is 1920s, and I found um, 1860s, uh, Jer uh, the great Jerry Thomas. So if you know Jerry Thomas, the bartender who wrote the mix mixology or whatever. Um, so he included a drink in his book in 1862 called the Brandy Crustle, which is gum syrup, so simple syrup, bitters, brandy, curacao, lemon juice, and a lemon peel. And it was called the Brandy Crusta because of the crusted sugar on the rim. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, so very, very similar. And so this drink what is dated back to 1862. Yeah, and it's pre-war. Pre, yeah, and, and it goes, and, and or, origins, it goes to New Orleans instead of Europe. Um, it's the, they say the parents, the parent of the sidecar is the Brandy Crusta, a cocktail that has its roots in New Orleans. In the 19th century, um, it was made with, because New Orleans, uh, the, basically what made New Orleans was the French, the Spanish, and then eventually right. it became part of the United States. And so it was made with French brandy or cognac, Spanish curacao, and, yep. and um, the citrus and, and sugar from the United States. It made it very American. Right, the same, I mean, it's just fresh ingredients, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and also as far as the name goes, um, you're a bartender, and, and you know a sidecar is something very different as a motorcycle rider, right? Yeah. So as bartenders, we know sidecar is that little bit of extra of the drink that you put next to the drink after you make it. Right. Or sometimes, like, some people will call a boiler, a boiler maker with a sidecar, like a beer and right. a shot. 
Yep. But in, initially it was, you'd make a cocktail, you pour the cocktail into the glass and think of like a milkshake where you get right. the tin next to it yep. with the, the extra ingredients. That's what right. the sidecar was. And so I imagine like this drink had quite a few ingredients too. So it's gum syrup. There's another recipe I saw for the crusted that also has um, uh, Luxardo in it too, which mm. fine, that's the, an Italian ingredient that they could throw in there. And then the, another sweetening element, which would probably sound pretty good, but you're getting a lot of ingredients in there. So there may be, you know, for overpour and this and that, there's probably always a little extra. But on the so side, right. They would make this drink with six ingredients and always have- And also if they served it, think about it. When you chill a when you chill a cocktail, you, you know, make it in a shaker. When you water down the alcohol, it always makes a little bit more than you originally pour, right? So mm -hmm. you have a full drink and then this little bit on the side from whatever the ice is melted. Yeah, and typically also fun fact as bartenders, um, that little extra on the side is very rarely given to you. A lot of times we drink it. <laughs> Sometimes we'll give it to a stranger on the, like someone that's watching you make the drink. Right. They're like, right. what's that? And you're like, oh, here. And you give them like the, right. you give right. them what's left in the well, shape. Usually it goes, this goes for later. Thanks. Exactly. Or, yeah. or if you like it, it's yours. If you don't like it, it's someone else's. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but let me, yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, that's whatever. I mean, if I pour something wrong, I strain it out and it's going to a staff member later because. Mm -hmm. Why not? Uh, because why not? And because also that's how you build loyalty. I mean, right. If, right. If people realize that you're the person that they can be nice to, and every once in a while they might get a mess up drink, then you've got you've got a lot more uh, you got a lot more friends that are working hard for you during right. the roach. I so I learned the drink. Um, I first learned it in the Midwest. I worked at a little a bar called the Sazerac. Nice. Right. So we did kind of a New Orleans themed drinks and food. Mm-hmm. That's the first time that I ever made a sidecar. Nice. Uh, That's cool. So they knew the roots of it. Yep. I love it. I, I love yeah. it. Uh, it's I funny because I had to dig. I had to dig past Wikipedia to find yeah. out that it was that it was so New Orleans based. I hate cognac. I just <laughs> it's not my thing. Mm -hmm. But I. That's why I like a sidecar because you can make a pond sidecar right, and they cannot be a cognac drinker. Mm -hmm. you know, or and. You know, or brandy. Sometimes they will use brandy in the recipe. Yeah. Um, so they can hate both, and then they're like, "Ooh, this is so good!" And it's like, I'm a cognac, so. "Yes, right." So um, they will say they don't like things. You know, oh, that you know. But I'm mm -hmm. like, just make it for you. Right? Yeah, just try it. Just but, try it. Yeah, right. And Wait, I'll add lemon juice and sugar to it. I feel like you're going right. to taste because it's better with lemon juice and sugar. And that was actually something that. I read here that said that the, the sidecar is essentially um, a daiquiri made with cognac instead of rum right. and lemon juice instead of lime juice, basically. But, right. but that's, uh, and that's probably where the, the, um, the uh, Luxardo comes in. So that's like the Hemingway uh, daiquiri. And so that someone might've gone that direction with it instead of right. standard direction. Right. And, you know, they always want to use some obscure liqueur. Yeah. Well, I think once you buy a bottle of Luxardo, you're really trying to find places to put it. Like, you know, like how many just, cocktails can I use this in? I don't want to have this right. on my shelf. Lemoncello, too. I'm like, what the fuck can I put this in? I need to get rid of the bottle. Yeah. It's been yeah. there for five years. Lemoncello? Just start doing like, uh, make some like uh, lemon Martin. drop shots or something. <laughs> Do like sugared rim and... I just made like martinis with it. I did them, um, you know, use that shit on everything, you know, nice. get that liquor cost. Down. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yes. Um, I would say my least favorite drinks are like, I'm, 
I hate to say it, but I'm definitely judging you while you're making a drink. Yeah, or where you're ordering a drink. Like, yeah, oh, for sure. Say it. But you, I, you just ordered. What do you judge you know, the worst on? Um, I would say dudes that order floofy drinks. I laugh at them. Like, you're trying to hit on this girl while you're drinking a drink with a fucking straw, like a, you know, with, fruit. With a, with and a a straw and an umbrella in it. it yeah, you're not getting you're not getting anything out of that. <laughs> um, also, um, I hate to say it, but fresh. Well, just, that just shows you that they're in like an amateur in the world of drinking, and they're probably well, going to end up in a bad place. If you much. order a Long Island, I'm giving you a dirty look because you're just 21. Yeah, right? and you're just trying to get drunk. Yeah. Yep. And you're trying to order a ten dollar drink and not tip me. That's usually mm, that. Yeah, I think the percentage on a Long Island is like mandatory five, like five percent. <laughs> right. For a tip, like. And when I tell them that they can only, you know, some places have limitations on certain cocktails, like you can only have two Long Islands, I get this funky ass look. And then they try to order like a black opal. I'm like, that's the same fucking thing. <laughs> or an AMF. <laughs> or liquor. Like, 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 or an AMF. Right, right. Like you want, oh, so you want all liquor with some fucking Red Bull too? Yeah, you're not getting that shit. You're getting two. Yeah. And then they try to send their friends up too. I'm like, no, I'm not breaking. Like, no. I know all these games, you guys. Hey, yeah, <laughs> time. Been watching y'all playing for the last twenty years. I have another thing to mention for like maybe. Uh, so I love it when people come into the bar and order some random obscure. Like, can I have a snotty booger? I'm like, that's not. A <laughs> they were or, like a, a drink off of a of a cocktail list they had in right. Cabo or something. Right, right. <laughs> Right. And then they'll tell me what's in it. I'm like, that's not that. This is this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing, like a blue motorcycle, it's a blue Hawaiian. So you know what I mean? Like, I mean, those yeah. are different actually, but you know what I'm saying? Where they will name a drink something different at one bar. Like they'll call it something with their spin on it. And you're like, mm -hmm. that's definitely not that. That's definitely this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I've had that happen. <laughs> but I mean, in bars trying to make cool cocktail menus, and you're like, they didn't even change the ingredients. <laughs> they just, they just took the, they like made a white Russian and called it right. Bob's drink. Right, 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 right. And then you're like, can I get Bob's drink? And you're like, what's that? You're like, you're like oh, right, a white Russian. Cool. You're like, okay, so here we go. This is your first time I, out of your hometown? Right. Um, I love when they're like, I want, let me tell you what's in it. I'm like, why don't you just tell me what's like, they try to like tell me how to make the drink. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's my favorite. I like it better when I, I like it better when they just look at the cocktail menu and make something yeah. that we offer. Like, or, or you know, if if you know it, if you look, at, if you can look up on the shelf, and you can think of a drink based on yeah. what we have, then order right. something. I mean, right. that that requires you having some sort of cocktail knowledge. Right. I mean, right. if you're going to order a cocktail, you probably should have a little bit of cocktail knowledge. Right. I mean, right. No. At least knows what but, go. At least know what goes in it. Don't assume I don't know what's in it because you gave it some random ass name, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, and we're and you always know when a bar, you're waiting on a bartender because they will make sure and tell you like I'm a bartender. I think we secretly do that so that you don't fuck or drink up because we're checking, we're judging you right now. <laughs> That's funny. That is true. Like I feel like it, it's one of those weird things that like it, it, even if you don't say it, someone in your group does. Right. We're like that's one of my dad's favorite things. Like whenever I go out to eat with my dad, he likes to tell everybody that I'm a bartender. I know, I know. And sometimes I'm like, Dad, shh, shut up. 
I'm not on the clock right now. I just right. want to hang out with you guys. And I'm already seeing Now I have to judge them. their drinks. <laughs> right. And now we have to leave like a 30% tip. Right, you, because I they know I'm bartending. Right. <laughs> and don't do it in credit card because they take 30% of that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Not your I don't, yeah. don't get me started on tip pools because like right now yeah. it's just a nightmare. Well, Everybody is tip pooling right no. now and I'm, I just have to be okay with it. Neither of my job is our. No, okay. But. It's, it's but but I, I'm trying to also be okay with it because like the cooks aren't working as much and they're having a hard okay. ass time. Yeah, we're trying to make an incentive to, for them to work. Like, yeah, cooks usually make more than we do an hour. I, I think it's funny that like they're taking my tips and giving them to the cooks as That's incentive to work, and they're like, yeah, yeah. Well, do you know here, I'm going to take money from these guys and give them to these guys because right. these guys are more important to me, and I don't think that guy deserves these tips. Right. Wait a minute. Well, I mean, you know that. The only way they can legally make you do it is if you agree to it. Washington yeah. RCW, uh, Washington state law says that you cannot force a bartender or a server to share any of their tips. Yeah, I think I signed something when I got hired just to come okay. back to work too. Right, probably. That's how they get you. Yeah. <laughs> right now it's like, oh, you want a job? <laughs> yeah, you're giving half of it to the cook that we already pay. And you're like, fine, we don't for now, this money. isn't forever though, right? This is just right. like COVID standards. I'm just excited to be back to work, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Even yeah. the shit show that it is right now, I'm just glad. Mm -hmm. I shine best behind the bar, you know? It's boring. Same. Yeah. Like I, I, need, yeah. I need like a lot of people's attention and I want to make them all smile. And right get drinks and, and like have and i want somebody to tell my lame ass jokes to yeah exactly <laughs> i need a room full of people to individually tell the jokes to one of right them. right right <laughs> totally um <laughs> that's hilarious um how about um grow i i always feel weird asking for gross experiences because they gross me out but then people love them so <laughs> on the show uh, uh yeah what's what's some of the nastiest shit you've had to do over the last 18 years um no it's uh, there i bartended at okay so here's some <laughs> i would bartend these parties like um they kind of like a big rave-ish meets event you know what i mean like um i would they're like uh like concerts kind of i would bartend those like sometimes they were all ages it just depended and I literally have had somebody walk up to the bar and me fucking hand me a cup full of puke, you know, that I have had, um, we charge for water. So I've watched people like be at an all ages show at a shitty venue where the water, their water was backing up in like the sinks and then they were scooping their water bottles and shit in there. Yeah. Oh. That's this is pretty foul. Yeah. I mean, I've had to clean up some nasty shit. I, this one bar, um, we, I don't know what the fuck they did, but I, we had to clean the bathrooms at the end of the night and I walk in there and they broke the toilet seat and shit all the way up the wall. And I was like, I don't fucking get paid enough to do this. Kaboom, I don't know. Like, what the fuck? I watched somebody puke at the bar, on the bar. Yeah, I've had that. Oh, um, like across the bar where you're like, yep, oh! just like and I'm like, what the fuck? In the well? That's worse than glass in the well. I know. I mean, you got to burn it either way. It's There's nothing worse than burning a fucking well in the middle of a, a Friday night. Yeah, same thing. 
No glass in the well, by the way. No, absolutely not. That shit needs to be burned out, right? Something I've had, it's something I've had to tell people that have been bartending for longer than you would expect. <laughs> oh, they're fucking lazy, that's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. I mean, I know you may want to cut the customer, but let's maybe not do it that way, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, it's, so, it's so much easier just to grab the scoop right next to it. Right. I, it takes, I know, I know. I mean, I'm scoop never breaks. I've done, I've like and if it does break? It doesn't together. shatter. No, I've clanked bottles together or just fucking drop. I've done it. I've middle of the ship and been like, oh, man. Ice bucket, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. is like I, you don't get this kind of opinion about glass in the well without breaking a bunch of glass in the well. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's now something that I just, I believe um, is, not, is preventable for uh, the most part. Yeah. It's, I mean, sometimes shit happens. Sometimes but. it's not preventable. Sometimes it just happens and you have to deal with it. But right. like, but when it's but when it is prevent, I think that's one of the things that like when it is preventable, it just makes you that much more adamant about it. So you're like, I know this is probably going to happen at some point, right? But I also know that we can avoid it for most for most of the year, or most right. of the week, or most of the month, or I don't know, whatever bar you're in. I I was in a bar where we had we had pint glasses stacked right next to the well, and yeah, and I fucked them. Was yeah, I had the same once thing a week that pint glass one of those pint glasses would explode. Correct. Just random. Right. <laughs> Like safety glass shattered everywhere. Like making a drink, you know, you got the mm -hmm. shaker, you know, um, the glass in the shaker and it fucking breaks or something. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I have all kinds of things have happened to me and I fucking broke it in there. Uh, stressful times, stressful world. Everything's crazy. Everything sucks. Um, what, what do you do to find balance in it all? What's your self-care routine? What do you do for stress management? Smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yes, I, I, that, I, that's seriously like, I, I mean, I don't want to be fried at work because that's not possible, you know, but. Yeah, no, you can go too far for sure. Right. No, you don't want to be, you know, then you count the money 30 times. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> or you fucking lose a credit card slip and you're like, fuck. <laughs> there goes 20 bucks. Right. Takes, right. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, hit the vape once. Woosa outside. I, I don't know. I, you know, my boyfriend meditates. That shit don't work for me. Mm -hmm. I, I've tried to meditate and I'm just sitting there like, this is not working. Um, I don't work out. <laughs> Some people work out. I, I don't know. I, um, I like to hike. So like mm -hmm. nature, shit's really stressful. I like to get into Like, I love it here. Oh yeah. Nature is the best. That's one of the coolest things about the Midwest or the North Pacific Northwest is like, I grew up somewhere that's flat as fuck. So mm. all the beautiful things here that, you know, are free mm -hmm. to go do, I that's what I do is I like to get out and, you know. My I favorite like motto is to just go outside. Yeah, yeah. That's also what Except it was yelled right at me a bunch when I was a little kid. Right. Except for right now, it's smoky as fuck. You don't want to be outside. It, you don't, but you. I mean, I still end up out there because there's some sort of weird never right yeah. right <laughs> yeah i mean it sucks we've got our fiddles going smoke will be gone soon we'll all get there. Right. back out into the trees right. and the water and mountains and right i mean it's you know and it doesn't get that cold here i like going hiking and exploring in the rainy weather because it's like yeah. 40 at the lowest and i'm used to like michigan negative 12 wind chill all you need is now. some waterproof shit and you're fine yeah right yeah. i love it here so I'd say I go hiking, 
and smoke a lot of pot. That's how I deal with it. Those two things go together like Bert and Ernie, man. I, right. That's a, that's a good right. combo. <laughs> and I used to drink. Uh, I don't drink. I've been on the wagon. I, you know. You know I, I don't advocate for drinking for stress relief, honestly. I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be judgmental, but at the same time, right. I, I don't think it's a stress reliever. I think it's something that makes you forget right. about stuff and, right. and deal with, it's a stress delayer, but, and it, it's something that, that like immediately feels good after a stressful moment, but like, right. yeah. I mean, as far as dealing with long I just issues. think that a lot of people get off shift and drink, like they have mm -hmm. a cocktail on wine. Sure. Yeah. I'm always the closer. So <laughs> yeah. Right. You're the one that's there. Like, Everybody go home. I want to leave. Right. Because <laughs> everybody that got off is now sitting at the end of the bar. Right. Meeting. Get the, like, yeah. I love it when you have to tell, I all the time, you got to tell your staff members, like, can, I know you work here, but can you please go the fuck home? Because I want to go home. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the, fortunately, like, at least you can tell them to get the fuck out. Whereas, right. like, your regulars, you've got to be like, okay, guys. Okay, guys. And the time <laughs> is like, now, subtle. like, right. Right like closing time on repeat until they fucking get the hint mm -hmm. politely i usually just give like a warning like hey guys just so you know last calls in like 10 minutes just yeah. to be prepared and yeah. like you give them I a last you give them a, 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 a second to last call right but and i don't over serve last call like i just don't you know some people like can i have five shots fuck no because i know that when two o'clock or ten o'clock the new chat two o'clock you're gonna be like crying because i'm yelling at you to chug them like yeah. i don't want to have the conversation you're not last getting call, a last, last call is call. last round right <laughs> not, and you're not, not getting last, a picture. like chance yeah right i'm not giving you a picture for one person at the table no 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 you're not going to hang out here for another hour and a half <laughs> right I've people ask for that though like come come try to get a picture at last call you're like no yeah. no you can't no. get a picture you can have a beer no, and you can't my friends. Get, I'm like, cool, every friends come up and each get a beer. Right. Like, and you can't get three doubles either, so. No. You cannot have a trade. Right. You cannot have all the jello shots left. Right, right. Mm. Well, now you can sell to-go drinks, so I'm like, you can have them to-go. Yeah, right? Yeah. They say, last have, call, how many do how many you want to go? 10, 20? Right. <laughs> right, cool. $3 a piece of beer? Cool. You just paid $49 for that six, you know, 12-pack. Right. Enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You want to buy a liquor bottle? Okay, so it's about eight dollars a shot times. It's gonna be ten times more than what you think it's gonna be. Right. It's gonna be uh one hundred and eighty-six dollars for this bottle of liquor. Mm -hmm. have Jack Daniels. Right. Right. How much for that whole bottle? You can't afford it. How about that? Yeah. You don't. You don't want to pay these prices, no. man. Just go to the liquor no. store. Right. Right. Time. Or they try to be. I love when people try to be bougie and they're like. I got all these drinks. I got all those drinks. Two dollars oh. later. And then they got none Could of you, the tip. Right. Could you let somebody else pay, please? Yeah, yeah. Stop getting all the drinks, you cheap dick. Like right. Paying for your friends, but you aren't tipping a dime. Uh so it's similar to you, honestly. I've worked in dive bars, I worked in karaoke, I worked at an Indian restaurant, I've worked in a Mexican restaurant, I worked in three different hotels with fine dining right. and stuff. Um, I think my favorite was honestly my Mexican restaurant, which it was the, you know, it's a Washington Northwest right. Mexican restaurant. A whitewashed. Yeah. It, in downtown Seattle, it was in Belltown. So, but right. at the same time I was there for five years. And so I had like this network of regulars. Right. It was great. And, and the people that were, that I worked with were all, <laughs> I don't know, I've, in the city, you, you get people that come to the city and they, and a lot of times 
they might be better at bartending than someone you know that lives in a small town right. and has only ever lived in the small town no absolutely just like a bartender more experience works, it. right yeah. right no absolutely that's why i think that every bartender should work in different places because mm -hmm. yeah you might have been bartending 10 years but if you've only experienced one bar you don't really have a lot of reference you know no, no you, um, you're just a bartender you're not a bartender right and i think that's why i do so well at kind of fitting in anywhere right because i bartend in so many different environments that i can literally step in figure out where your liquor's at oh what system you have yep i've worked pretty much every single system so i get to just step in you know what i mean mm -hmm. i can usually feel it out pretty quick instead of somebody that's only worked at one place it takes right. them two three weeks to learn you know yeah and even then they're they're more shy because they've only ever dealt with like right. the same 20 people or 100 people right right. Come to the restaurant. right they don't have, they don't have that same kind of outgoing like even if they right. i don't know it's just different. they usually come with bad habits yeah 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 totally bad, bad the, the less restaurants you worked in probably the more bad habits you have because you've only been trained by one person and you haven't had time to develop your own good habits right. And I think you appreciate good management and good coworkers when you've worked at a lot of different places. Sure, yeah. it gives you a higher standard. Right. Um, do you have any um, other teachable moments for, for I guess this younger crowd of, of bartenders coming in? Like, you know, working in multiple uh, bars is, is, I mean, that's that's the perfect answer, I think. But is there anything else you wanted to add to that? I would say, you know, that. So I think a lot of people start out with the idea that bartending and serving in our industry is not a career but it you know i think we all kind of start out like i'm just picking this up to do this right i'm just doing this and then 20 years go by mm -hmm. you know so i would say to a younger self or a younger bartender that's getting in um money management like put your tips away immediately put your tips away into the banking account mm -hmm. because otherwise you will you know again make a hundred grand a year and not have a thing to show for it yeah because <laughs> you make cash it's in hand you know out the other another lesson that i've learned is don't shit where you eat just don't do it <laughs> don't oh, do man. it i've heard that at every restaurant i've ever worked at explain don't. to people what that means please it means don't sleep with your coworkers, don't sleep <laughs> with your regulars. It means don't get shitty pissed drunk at the bar you work at. Yes. Yeah, act I mean like just, act like a grown-up. The only reason you know we what? know you that you shouldn't go, do this is because Yeah, go have drinks. drinks. If you want to have drinks, <laughs> you know what? Cool. Go somewhere else. Mm. If you want to have like an after shift drink, that's one thing. You want to come in and have a brunch, that's one thing. I don't want to have to tell you every fucking day to go home. Yeah, don't hang out at the bar when you get off and get shit. No, and don't, not only don't sleep with your regulars, but also like don't be in their social circle. I mean, you can be friends with them, but like they don't need to know your business. Mm -hmm. They, you know, you don't, there's things that can be left to the imagination. Draw you know? a line between your personal professional absolutely, line. Absolutely, absolutely. Don't, you know, and I've made that mistake first, not with regular, you know what I mean? But, Coworkers, it happens, but don't do it because shit gets weird. Yeah, it gets weird, yeah, like yeah. when you're bartending with somebody that it just like didn't work out, you know, and you're just standing there like. Now you got to work a Friday night shift with them, and it's like right. You want to like... stab yourself? Yeah. <laughs> in the fuck, you know what I mean? There's no mm -hmm. vibe between you two. You're probably making ass money too because 
you're you know there's no because now you're both like weirded out the whole time right right yeah. we got you know both have with everything man once you fuck with the money you start fucking with yeah. it. right and it fucks okay. with your money mm-hmm. right and that's gotta because be because it never I mean, ends well in this industry it's got to be the priority too i mean what, right. what 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 makes you the money what doesn't make you money? right right and i just never i mean I just think that when you get shitty drunk at the place you work, it gives everybody an opportunity to judge you. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I just well, it, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. I feel like even if you make an ass out of yourself and people understand, you've still dropped yourself a level in, in everybody. Right. 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 Or or you or you were just the person that did that thing that one time and now for the next ten years, as long as you're there, <laughs> they'll bring it up every Christmas party. You know, so the, the the less the less of an ass you make for yourself, the less shit people will have on you. Um, secrets in the industry recommendations. What? Uh, so similar to the last one. The last one's like teachable moments, like what you would tell. You know, like teachable. But this one's like yeah. something you would recommend. So, like tricks of the trade, good spirits to use, or or just random, or you know, a random TV show that you've been enjoying during COVID. Just something you could recommend to the listeners that that would benefit them. I would say always learn how to build the glass because perception is everything. Mm-hmm. And you might work at a place where you can pour heavy, but you might also work at a place where they're cheap and you have to get, you know, you have to make customers happy. You have to get interesting. You know, you have to get crafty with the way you make things. I would mm-hmm. say, you know, I, some inexperienced bar—I know this is a small thing—but inexperienced bartenders will put a, take a glass and put half a glass of ice in it, hmm. and uh, an experienced bartender will load that glass full, pour the liquor in, put more ice in again, and then put the mixer on top because your liquor cost is not being hurt, but the drink tastes stiff. Yeah. Um, oh, full, full glass of ice tastes stronger. Another, another yep. one of the, something a guy taught me a long time ago was liquor then ice. Um. I mean, and I've I've done this back and forth. I've been criticized for doing both ways. Right. But liquor, liquor, then ice. Then you don't. Ha- then you're not pouring liquor over the ice, and there's less melt, and yeah. so it tastes even stronger. Um, just because there's. Right. But that's 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 not even really. I don't know how real that is because ice and depends. Milk, it's all in the same cup. Here's the problem. I feel I if I put liquor in a glass before ice, mm-hmm. I more. I probably am gonna spill it. Or the glass. It's more likely to kind of go in and out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Depends on how far other, away from the glass you're pouring. <laughs> yeah. Any other tricks I would tell you? Always keep track of your hours and your tips. Always write everything down. Mm-hmm. Keep documentation. Especially because, if you're working for. Well, I guess I would say non-corporate, but then keep corporate. Rest corporate too. Corporate are some of the ones that will screw you the worst. And so if you're working right. corporate, keep a track of that yep. even more. Always keep track of your hours. Always keep track of your tips because mm-hmm. you leaving it up to an owner is sometimes hasn't worked for me in the past. Well, you know? owners are just people, man. Like they're, they're going right. to make mistakes too. And, and so right. you want to cover your ass as many ways as you can. Right. Absolutely. Especially in an industry, that, an industry like ours that's unregulated in so many different areas. Right. Right. And I also probably um people that are young and getting into bartending that friends are in that age that you know they're just 21 just it's not worth it hmm. like uh don't serve your friends yeah. over service you know may seem cool but 
you, you know, when you get that $5,000 fine or you lose your liquor license, mm -hmm. your means of, you know, making it's money. It's not so cool anymore. No, yeah. no. And, and I think that the biggest tip that I could say is that you don't have to give away alcohol to make money. No. You don't. You literally so you don't have to give away alcohol to take care of someone either. Like right. taking care of someone is is like good service, acknowledging right. them above the crowd. You know, or, you know, give it even like a little bit of a discount is is more is fine. Like, like right. it doesn't always mean a free drink. And, right. I'm the, well, how I mean it is, I have learned that if you give somebody first two drinks so strong, they're not going to buy anymore. They right. may be so drunk they don't tip you. Even though in your head you're thinking, you know, they might think, oh, I'm going to get a bigger tip. Honestly, they'll buy more. If you make a decent drink and you make it right by building the glass right and putting enough mm -hmm. ice in it, you know, if you do all those things, they'll buy 10 more drinks, right? Yeah. And then have a nice even buzz. And in the end, you'll make more money. And honestly, <laughs> if you keep them in the zone as opposed to oversee right. them, they're going to remember you. Right. If you overserve them, they won't remember you. So they don't right. remember any of the shit you did to take care of them. Right. Which means even if they did tip you nice, they're not going to come back because they don't no. know. You know. So right. you want them to remember you so they come back. Like, <laughs> right. Right. <silly. laughs> right. Also, not everybody can be a bartender. Like, you literally have to have this skill to start a conversation with anyone. Yeah. If you're quiet or timid, it's not for you. No, it doesn't work. No. And you <laughs> could be a bar back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean it's something you. I don't. I don't, don't want to say it, it's definitely something you can learn. Like you uh, have to, Not always. I think you have to have the that personality. Extent. You have to be personable, but you also. But you have to want it. Like I. 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 I go both ways. Like I. Uh, when I'm on the clock, I. I love. I feel like that. I know that now is my time to be on. And when I'm right. off the clock, I know that as my time to be off. Mm -hmm. And and. And I don't, I don't know if me being a Gemini has anything to do with it. A lot of people say it will, a lot of people say it won't, but there's a duality to that. And, right. and, and um, you know, that, that, that's just part of the personality though, is, is, is very much on while you're bartending. And, and if you, right. you don't have the ability to turn it very much on and be on and be kind of the, the energy of the crowd or the, 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 the right. life of the party rather, right. then, then it's probably not going to be a for you. Idea, so. Maybe you should probably work a day shift. <laughs> it you does know? help to have an off switch, though. I would right. say, like, if you can find your off switch and find some way to like shut it off when you're not doing it, it uh, yeah. it's, it's been a big help for me. <laughs> no, I think I think how I do it. I'm I think while I'm at work, I'm very outgoing. I talk mm -hmm. to everybody. I you know. I think my ADD helps with that a little bit. I can do 5,000 things at once. Yeah. But I think that makes It's to say AD, having ADD was like a superpower in the service right. industry. Right, right. And I think that um, it makes me antisocial in my social life. Mm. Yeah. It makes me just want to like be home and be chill when I'm not working because I'm talking to 5,000 people a day. Well, because it's, it's your job to be social. And so when right. you're not on the clock, you don't want to do your job anymore. You want to just right. relax a little bit, right? Hey, I don't want you to fucking talk to me. I want to sit there. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. I get that. That's one reason I don't hang out at the bar, too, because, like, I don't want to have those conversations anymore. I'll sit and talk to one of my line cooks for two hours, but once a customer starts trying to talk to me and I'm off the clock, I'm out. See you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I know. Oh, I just, I just, I got to be done. Right. <sighs> Mentally draining sometimes. Yeah. 
Yeah. The baby but also, no, I mean, it's just understanding your limits. And I think that's one of the things I think I would throw back to teachable moments is just to know your social limits and know, right. know where those end for you. Also, I would say never be afraid to ask for help. Sometimes when you're Good new, yeah. you don't want to be perceived as like inexperienced, right? Mm -hmm. So you take the only way to be considered a good bartender is to be able to ask for help, right? Right. Yeah. Right. To know when to call another person in. Like, yeah. also, you know, you have to learn the balance that, you know, sometimes there'll be two people on shift and you'll need four and you're, you'll suffer. You'll <laughs> suffer service. Your money will suffer. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's not always bad to have extra hands. No, the there. more stressed out you are, the less money you make. And I feel like that's, that's like, right. Because you're, you're yeah, and, and, but, and like, you, you may think you're a stud, but like, there's Why wear it on the, my the restaurant is going to find the capacity to what you're capable of as far as right. your job, right? There, there's more tables than what you're, what you're able to handle in any given restaurant at any given time. Right. And, and, and so, yeah, it's just a matter of, of, of finding your limits and then, and then having the, I guess, self-awareness to know when you're reaching that and being able to ask somebody, because I've, I've found that's, that's actually kind of hard. Like I get, I used to be the hero in bartending, you know, where I thought I could just do it all and I could just bartend. And I'm, I'm the bartender. I'm here. Right. But once I learned to ask for help, but not just ask for help, but delegate help in a constructive way. Right. That that made me a ten times better bartender because oh, all of a sudden sure. I was able to do all these other things while also using the people around me who have abilities and they want to be doing stuff too, or right. they, you know, it's their job. So. There's nothing worse than being at work and being bored out of your mind. Like, mm -hmm. uh, give me something to do. Give me yeah. a drink to make. Well, it's understanding that you're in some sort of leadership role, even if it's not described right. uh, under the, under the standard management, like right. the bartender is very much a leader in the restaurant, I think. Right. You know, and and so you, you need to, you need to understand kind of what that responsibility means. Right. And when you're, especially when you're the senior bartender, yeah. right. Totally. And you, like, they're like, ask her, tell, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah. And you're like, fuck, I, when did I become the senior bartender? God, why do, I don't want, I don't want, can I just be the bartender? I don't want to have senior in my name. Okay. <laughs> Who gave me this title? Why, why can't I just show up and work? I already know I'm getting old. Fuck. <laughs> That's just part of aging gracefully. I'd say. Well, men are lucky because, uh, you know, the older guy behind the bar is the cool guy. The older broad behind the bar is like, ugh, she's working in a dive bar. You know what I, I mean? Know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think that might just be your interpretation. Because I think like, uh, it's, it, I've, I've seen it the other way too. Where, Have where you? It's, it's just not just the, just the, I don't know. I, I, I glamorize bartenders too. It's just, Me too. For, for, I've been doing it for too long. And so whenever I see bartenders, I'm always, I think I immediately fall a little bit in love with them. And I'm just like, right. oh, you're killing it. You're doing everything. Yeah. You know, guy or girl, I see him running the room. Or right. I, 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 I at least start judging them immediately, you know? And, and oh, me too. They're doing it's a good, good job, then I, then I love them. If they're doing a poor job, then I'm but I hate criticizing them. them to no end inside of my head. Right. Like, you don't even want to be sitting at the table with me if they're doing terrible. <laughs> Seriously, it's not fun. I'm like, Jesus. Like, but then, then I say, then I like talk shit the whole time quietly and then i still tip 20 percent. of course yeah yeah 20 percent is the minimum they, they could have gotten like 30 but they they, right? they didn't try <laughs> you would have got like at least 50 to 60 percent right if you had given a shit and taken time to right you know but no yeah. you had to be caught up in your own problems right i know have your own life <laughs> Big stuff. Uh, cool well hey Shan, i think we're i think we're uh 
we're probably getting right right up to the the time frame right here i do last call here usually i give people uh, we take a shot but whatever we're not drinking as much today okay. but um it's also you if you're, what's that nah, yeah. <laughs> i still have to make dinner after this so i'm not gonna oh, drink but you, um, do, you do adult things yeah it's only tacos but still i, I want to enjoy them um but so, so we offered our shot but now i have i have a play on words here that i love to say we had our shot now it's your shot to talk about things oh, okay um, so, so it's it's a shout out time so if you have a like if there's any projects or social media tags or or, or restaurants you want to bring attention to um okay yeah here's your platform they can come see me at terry's office in tacoma mm -hmm. or um i bartend weekend days at uncle sam in tacoma too terry's office yeah an elysian no and uncle sam's uncle sam's yeah I, I was like hiccuping when you said that, so I lost it. Yeah, they randomly both have name, like random yeah, names. Terry and Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I think. So, what else did I say? Uh, yeah. Anything else? No, I, I don't know. I think I said everything. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, okay, cool. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for for coming on. This this yeah, has been great, cool. and and I had a blast. Yeah. Um, I always I love talking to bartenders. I feel like we're the smartest people in the world. People just don't know. Oh, that. absolutely. Because we're, you know, usually all of us are jack of all trades, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. We and, and, we, and we understand more than anyone gives us credit. <laughs> right. Well, I think a lot of people in life, you'll be like, oh, that, you know, some people have that uppity, like they're just a bartender. It's like paid for law school. And I, you know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, a lot of people use bartending to get somewhere or use the service industry to get somewhere. But then in the meantime, yes. they fall in love with it and they end up just doing it because right. It, it's not because it's easy. It's, it's because no. of the challenge and it's because, because of the human connection and because we find a purpose in it, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's so much that the service industry has to offer. Um, there's a reason that millions and millions of people work in it. You know, it's, it's not and it's right none right. of those reasons are because it's easy because it's definitely not easy um no absolutely not <laughs> no it's most challenging so you know some days are easy maybe we make it look easy but it's well that's there's that's a lot of gift. going in the cooler and saying swear words yeah no those of us that are good at it make it look easy but it, <laughs> right but that's uh that that's uh that that's what comes with with hours and hours and hours of sucking <laughs> yes yep and it sucks to suck yeah it does but also i, I saw a great quote have you ever watched adventure time yes so jake the dog he has a yes. quote yeah he had a quote on facebook and it said uh sucking at something is the first step to becoming sort of good at something <laughs> well that is good and I, and I, I love and it's the, adventure time. There's some really profound wisdom in there, and, and I love it. Um, because, I mean, yeah, I watch I mean, Rick and Morty, and they say things sorry. that relate to life I, all the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I think I made a, I named a shot after Rick and Morty, too. Like, we sold, you know, when Picklebacks became new, I named them, named them Pickle Ricks. So mm -hmm. you could get a Pickle Rick. <laughs> a yeah. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, All right. Cool. So cool. that's it. Let me. I'll do an outro here. That wraps up one more life from the well. Thanks you all for listening, and thanks again, especially to Shannon for coming on. 
and sharing your stories and and uh yeah it's it's just been great i've had a blast um thank you to kelly the den mother for omnipresent yeah the facilitator <laughs> the, the silent <laughs> listener that makes sure we stay on track and make sure right. that all the wires are plugged in yeah uh, i'm good at falling off track so yeah kelly's about it she's the best she's, <laughs> she's the reason we're even so yes. uh, but until next Sweet. time cheers y'all. Great. love you love each other and we'll catch you in two weeks thanks for listening to life from the well full of service industry stories and cocktail history if you like our show and want to know more, check out lifefromthewell.com. Life from the Well would also like to thank our sponsors, Scratch Distillery and Barfly Mixology Gear. Join us next time for another new cocktail and guest.